What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by 3B Construction and Roofing, Your Choice Healthcare, Lori's Dive In, DPF Alternatives, Nobles Networking, Project K9 Hero, Cottonfield Grill, Pearl Promoting, Back Road Park and Event Venue, Cashman's Pub, Down Yonder Hat Co., Deep South Chemical, Better Than Basic. Uh, that's the people who did our website, Miss Erica. Please go check that out now at thejoshterrypodcast.com, the official website for the show. Without you sponsors, we damn sure couldn't get this done. Uh, things are still weird around here, if y'all haven't noticed. Uh, we are moving, and we have not. We thought we found a place, and the place I wanted is no longer available, so shit. And our studio, we're coming up on the three-year anniversary of the studio, and I was going to keep it open for another month just to have a going away party. And I said, fuck that. Um, so, as of November 1st, Raising Grace Studios in Cochran, Georgia will no longer be there. Um, hopefully, we'll be moved into the new place by then. Or at least have an idea and have it set up the way we want it. The past uh, couple weeks for me have been weird. Um, today's show is kind of about forgiveness, but it's about some shit that I've been through the past couple of weeks and some understanding. And it's where, I don't know, man, uh, people never seem to surprise me anymore. I get, I really hate when shit goes wrong with folks and you get to see, I don't even think it's what you call their true colors. You just get to see how they act in a sensitive time. Like, what happens to them when everything is fucking on their plate? Some people are good with pressure. Some people are not. Um, me, personally, I'm not the best person with pressure. I will tell each and every one of y'all that I am known for shutting down. I am known for being extremely, extremely closed off when I get hurt or when something bad happens to me. I want to deal with it my own way, and I don't like anybody telling me how to deal with it, and I don't really think that's the healthiest thing to do. Um, and what makes it bad when you're like that, especially as bad as I am about it, is you kind of lose track that, hey, you and this person have been friends for a while now, and there's no reason in the world why one thing or one disagreement or one instance should make you stop being friends with somebody. Like in the scheme of things, that makes no sense. If it takes all this time to build up love and trust and loyalty and everything, then it shouldn't be something that's just so fragile. It should be something to where both parties are able to say, I'm sorry. 
Uh, I stand by what I said or what I did, but you know, that's just the way you deal with hurt. Um, in the past couple of weeks, I've dealt with this twice now, um, and learned that it was just best to forgive and move on. So y'all have probably heard my, my buddy, uh, SJ about fucked her name up, uh, SJ on the show back in the day. And me and SJ probably about this time last year got into it in Nashville and, uh, I literally didn't talk to her for a year. Almost. Uh, I wouldn't return her text, really. I wouldn't really return her Instagram messages or Snapchats or nothing. Um, I thought she was a bitch. I thought that she was in the wrong in the situation. And looking back at it after me and her spoke and talked it out in Nashville a couple weeks ago, I realized that I was just as much of the problem as she was. Um, That reason being is because of the way I handled it. I did not handle that situation like an adult I handled it like a hurt child and there was no reason to be that way like why be petty why why be toxic in that situation you're not you don't have to be that way you can be the person that says okay and I don't like the the bigger person who gives shit about being the bigger person be the person that has grace be the person that shows grace is what I mean um I even had a conversation with somebody that all of y'all probably think I very much dislike. And it's not that I dislike this person is that we're two different types of men and we handle situations differently and we live a different life. Um, but I even had to message this person the other night on Instagram because a comment was made on a post and I was just in a very nice way. I said, respectfully, I don't dislike you. We don't vibe pretty much. We don't, see eye to eye because we're just different we were raised different or we live different lives but that doesn't mean i don't respect you that doesn't mean i don't um i I don't respect your hustle your effort you're not my cup of tea but not everybody's everybody else's cup of tea i wasn't put here to make everybody fucking like me uh i was here to make me like me and my loved ones like me so who cares about what somebody else thinks of you in that situation but back to SJ, um, for some reason it was just on my heart that it was my birthday week in Nashville. And I was like, fuck this. Like she's coming into town. She's already said, Hey, let's just squash it. Let's put water under the bridge. So I went and picked her up. She ate lunch with us. She hung out for a little while and like straight up told her, I was like, I think you did some shitty stuff last year. Um, she apologized and then I apologized for not handling it well. Um, I was like, I should have been, I should have been a better person. It's not about being bigger. It's not about whatever. It's about being a better person. And hopefully both parties understand that. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to create the environment that you live in. Like, I hate that being a product of your environment shit. Like you can change your fucking environment. If you don't like the things that are going on in your life, do something different. It's it's that simple. It's are you going to bitch and complain? Are you going to stay miserable? Are you going to stay to where not only you're letting, you know, the people around you down and hurting them, but you're hurting yourself. Like nobody wants to be around a miserable person. Nobody wants to be around somebody that the second something goes wrong, you act like a fucking child. Um and I'm guilty of that. I'm I'm very guilty of that in cases. Now, there are cases that you need to definitely stand up for yourself. But pick those battles. I mean, fuck. Pick, pick those battles to where 
I don't know how else to put this, but you can lose people in your life and never get a chance to make that shit right just because of a stupid fucking disagreement. A stupid fucking disagreement. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just be able to say, be man or woman enough to say, hey, look, I fucked up. I fucked up. But because the world we live in with social media, people, it's hard to say sorry because you've already said something else on social media and now you have to stand behind that. Fuck that. I will go retract some shit right now if I've got to. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have criticized me because of people I've hung out with and they've made mistakes in the past and I still had their back. Well, isn't that what the fuck you want out of somebody that you tell I love you to or I'm loyal to? Like, you you don't want fair-weather friends. Fair-weather friends are... Man, they're just waiting for the other shoe to fall so they can capitalize off of your fall. Your fall from grace. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Who the fuck wants to be like that? Why is it so hard for us to apologize? Uh, for me, it is not. Um, it used to be. It very, very much used to be. I'm not that way anymore. I've had to I've had to apologize to one of my best friends ever, Cody Wiggins, uh, for some shit, not being there for him when I should have been. Uh, I had to apologize to SJ here recently for... You know, even though she fucked up, and I will stand behind that, and that's what I told her that she did, um, I also did not handle it well. I shut down. I closed off. I just didn't say anything else about it. And I let somebody who was a nice person to me, I let them just, you know, bear the weight of it. And that and that's not the way it's supposed to be. Like, it's not. It's stupid. It's immature. Uh, it'll never get you anywhere. Bad-mouthing people and putting them down just so you can get clicks or views or whatever, it, it doesn't do anything for you. Uh, it honestly, in my opinion, it makes it to where, oh, hey, uh, I don't want to befriend you now because the second that I have a fall, you're going to put me on blast. Or the second I make a mistake, you're going to put me on blast. Now, look, there are mistakes in this world that need to be put on blast. Um, Kylie, you know, I still, I care about you. What you did, um, needed to be put on blast. It, it needed, there needed to be, uh, consequences for your actions, but that doesn't mean I have to be ugly to you. That doesn't mean I don't show you grace. You know, um, there's been other people. There's been folks that have been on the show that the only thing that's really hard for me to forgive is, if you physically assault somebody, domestic violence, that's really hard for me to get over as a man. Um, I just, I can't. So like those shows that I've done with people, like I've told y'all about before, like I just, I don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with them, but I wish those people the best. I hope they get the help they need. And I hope that they are doing better in life. Um, and then if you molest or hurt a child, like, yeah, yeah, you might as well just catch a bullet. That's all I give a fuck about. You don't, that, that shit don't get no better. I've never heard of somebody, you know, readjusting or, you know, resetting themselves to where, oh, I don't want to do that no more. No, nah, you're always going to be a fucking pedo, so I hope you die. Um, yeah, I have no, I asked them, like, really the one thing I absolutely have no sympathy for. But everything else, 
You make a fucking mistake. Look, I've been to fucking jail back in the day for being a thief and being a liar. Like, when I was a kid, I acted like a kid. I had to learn lessons the hard way. And I think that's why it's so easy for me to say, hey, look, let's not throw someone under the bus just to make me look better. Because that person, when they rebound, and hopefully they rebound, and when they get whatever is wrong with them or whatever they're going through is over and they get on the other side, like I want them to be like, this person was real with me. This person was honest with me. This person, you know, they held me accountable, but they didn't shun me. A bunch of y'all don't know what that shit's like. When I was 18 and I fucked up and we got into trouble, me and some friends, uh, for some shit that should have never happened because um, we were young and stupid and thought that we'd never get in trouble. The whole town I grew up in turned their back on me. There's very few people. Very few people. And it still took me proving that I wasn't that person anymore to have these people even come back into my lives. There was a lot of a lot of people still to this day. Uh, I went and ate yesterday in Eastman. And you can still see. I'm talking 2000. And it's almost been 20 years. Almost been 20 years since I did something really stupid. And you still got people that will look at you stupid. Or they think that, oh, he's still he's just a criminal. He's just a bad fucking person. Why is he not in prison? Because some people don't believe in forgiveness. I've been that person. I've been that person to where no one in person forgave me. I understand. Like, there's been people back in that time period that would text me. Like, I hope you're doing good. I hope everything's working out for you. I hope you're doing better. All this kind of shit. But then when you get around in person where other people can see you, all of a sudden you're a pariah again. Like, they don't really give a fuck about you. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that have dealt with drug abuse. And are clean and sober now. And I will guarantee you to this day, people still look at them and they're like, oh, no, they're definitely doing some shit behind our back. Oh, they're covering it up so well, but they're definitely doing shit. You know, that that being shunned shit or that being disrespected to your face when you know you're doing the best you can is hard to deal with. But what's good about that is it gives you a different perspective. It gives you a side of this world that nobody on the other side will ever get, and that's understanding forgiveness. To be forgiven, you have to forgive. And I have to do it all the time. Now, I, I told you about SJ a while ago. Um, my little buddy, Lily, who was around us a lot for the past year and a half until the beginning of this year, uh, then she went through a breakup with one of our buddies, and it just did not go well. Um, me and Lily had words at one point in time. And Saturday night, I had realized that she was living with one of our other friends. And I was like, hey, come to our Friday night last week. I was like, hey, come to our show with Sam Grow. Hang out. You know, I don't want to keep punishing myself. I want, I want to put water under the bridge. And that's what we did. We had a couple beers, a couple shots. We talked about it. And we put it under the bridge. I mean, that's what... I, 
every time I think about the good Lord loving me and knowing every stupid fucking thing I've done and that I will do, and he still chose, still chose to give his only son's life for us, to forgive us for all of our sins. Why don't you forgive other people? You know, anybody that's willing to have that talk with me, I can forgive. And a lot of the shit, I'm not saying that you have to say you're sorry. Because there's a lot of conversations in this world that I will not apologize for. I will not apologize for standing up to my, for myself if I feel like I'm right in a situation. But you can agree to disagree on who's right and who's wrong. Because all you're doing is you're projecting your your internal feelings onto somebody else right there. Like, I, I can't help it if you don't understand why I think I'm right, and I can't understand it why you think you're right. So the best thing to do is say, hey, look, I value you more than who's right and who's wrong. Let's put this shit behind us. Let's move forward. Let's be better. And that's where I'm at now. I just, I don't want to be around people who don't believe in showing grace and believing in growth. Hell, I'm not the same person today that I was at the beginning of the year. I'm really not. Like my there's been a lot of things in my life that have changed. A lot of ideas that I've had have changed. The the man I am today. You learn a life lesson damn near every day. You know, I'm definitely not the person I was 20 years ago when we broke into that tractor store. Definitely not that person. But I'm also not the same person that I was 12 years ago. September the 26th, 2011, when Gracie Terry was born. You know, there's a huge time period in between those two things to where I had to do a lot of growing. I had to become a better man. I had to grow the fuck up. And from then to now, Jesus, my life and my outlook on life has completely changed. I still to this day don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I take every day by day, pretty much. I play it by ear. And like I know that if I keep getting little rewards from life and things keep pointing me in the right direction, then I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm just enjoying the journey right now. And I know part of the journey is saying, whether you want to say I'm sorry or not, but it's making amends. It's making it right with the people that you care about. The only time I won't do that is if you're so closed-minded and you're so closed off that you think that you're the only person that's right. That you think you're the only person in the room in every argument that is actually right. That everyone else in your life is the narcissist. There's a, there's a stupid fucking thing I read probably six or seven months ago. And is if you meet somebody and they call everyone they ever meet that does them wrong a narcissist, then they're probably the narcissist. Um, it's just a lot of people can't take criticism. A lot of people can't take, hey, this is my opinion. I'm one of those people sometimes. Uh, some people that work with us with Raising Grace Studios, um, I had to, I had to back the fuck off. I had to because, because their idea wasn't my idea. 
I thought it was a bad idea to start off with because I thought I knew everything about this shit. I really did. And I was like, okay, I'm succeeding. I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. 100% wrong. And once you sit back and you look at it, you can admit that you're wrong. Um, there's going to be a lot of cases though that you don't have to even admit that you are wrong. Me and Lily didn't admit who was in the right or wrong. Me and SJ didn't admit who was in the right or wrong. We just realized, hey, this isn't right. We both can do better. This is where we both fucked up. Nobody has to say, I'm sorry, but let's just keep putting the good foot forward. Let's keep moving in the right fucking direction. Let's fix what we both fucked up. Um, I made a post the other night when I took a picture with Lily and Dyes, and it was, um, it's, it's crazy what one beer and a sincere apology will do to mend um, or to fix a, a burnt bridge that was burnt from both ends. And that's the, that's real. Like you just have to, you have to take the time to fix that. If you don't take the time to fix it, then you're just wallowing in. I don't even know what you would call it. It's you're just wallowing in misery about, about a moment. How many people have lost a friend, a friendship over one bad thing? One thing that was probably a point of view thing. Like, it was probably an opinion-based thing to where, hey, I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm giving you my opinion. If you like it or you don't. How many people have lost somebody because of that? Because the other person couldn't take it. Like, we don't have to be that way. You don't have to be that way. I don't have to be that way. I have to do better about that. I also have, like, a, a big brother complex. And I can't remember who I was just talking to about this, but I was explaining, oh, fucking Reagan, the angel sent straight from heaven, Miss Reagan. And I was explaining to her that I've made so many bad decisions in my 20s, so many bad ones, that now when I see people going down those roads, I feel like I have to give them my opinion because I don't want them to walk those roads that I've ever been on but after thinking about it it's like just let them walk it some people want your advice some people don't let them walk it because maybe the lesson that they're supposed to learn in life is going down those roads I know that's how the fuck I learned my lessons I'm hard-headed as shit I had to learn most of the lessons in my life the hard way and even though I don't want to see that for anybody else fuck maybe they got to Maybe they have to, but it's still, if they do, it is my job to show them grace. It is mine to show them forgiveness. And that is where you have to believe that people grow. You know, a lot of people say folks don't change. You're right. They don't unless they have no other choice. A lot of people don't change because they want to. They change because they have to. And I'm a product of having to change because I had to. When Gracie Terry came in this world 12 years ago tomorrow, I had to suck it up. I had to become a man. I had to be the dad that that child needed me to be. And even to this day, I I go back and forth with that shit. You know, I could be in Nashville a whole lot more than I am now, 
but it takes away from my child. I'm not shit without my daughter. I love Nashville. I love the fact that whenever we record shows up there, they blow the fuck up every time. I know that those shows are probably what's keeping this afloat because we don't get people that come to the studio right now because we're, we're transitioning to a new place. Um, but even then, we lived in the middle of fucking nowhere in Cochran, Georgia. You know how hard it is to get guests to come in here? That's why we're having to move somewhere between Macon and Forsyth so we can offer hotels, we can offer food, we can offer, hey, we'll go do something at night uh, if you come down. Um, there's an airport there. There's an airport real close in Atlanta. So it is where we have to start getting more people to come in because I'm not leaving this area. I'm not leaving my daughter. My daughter is the biggest part of this shit to me. I am trying to set her up for success in a couple years. Sorry, the funniest fucking thing ever. If I could post all her shit on my TikTok or my Instagram, whatever, blow up every fucking day. She's the best. But I don't want to put my kid out there too early. I want baby steps with her. And if she ever decides she wants to work in this this fucked up industry, then yeah, I will be there to parent her and coach her. Probably tell her to do shit she don't want to do. And probably make her not do shit that she wants to do. But we we have to we have to realize that we don't know better. We have to realize that we need to show grace. We need to show forgiveness. We need to believe in growth, that people can change. It's very hard. It is very, very hard to realize that. And I'm just as guilty as fucking anybody. But it's literally because I just, this is so hard to put. I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody, one, to be depressed. Depression is the worst thing ever. Y'all know I battle with it. I talk about it openly. I'm a suicide survivor. Depression is the hardest thing in the world to deal with and be honest about. Because you think everybody thinks you're crazy. But if you talk about it, the more you talk about it, it is where you realize, hey, a lot of these problems that I have come from that. These insecurities I have, these things that I've built up. Um, you know, if you haven't heard the story on here, uh, I'm me and uh, Macy's buddy Reed. We're not the same dudes. We don't do none of the same shit. We don't really like none of the same shit. I don't think the dude's a bad dude. I think we're just raised different. I think we have different beliefs, morals, whatever. But like, I thought that Reed attacked one of my insecurities one night, and he didn't. And I had to openly apologize to him and forgive him about it because I read a text message wrong because I was shit-faced and I was a fucking child. And then I acted like a child. I let my insecurities and I let all that shit get the best of me. Dude wasn't in the wrong at all. Like I was 100% the fucking problem in that. And you know, years ago what I would have done in that situation, uh, when I thought somebody was attacking my insecurity, my biggest insecurity is my weight. Regardless. I, I, Regardless of what y'all think about me, I have body dysmorphia. I have I battle what my weight looks like in the mirror every day. Health wise, I don't feel that bad, but I look in a mirror and I swear to you, I look like the fucking blob. 
And so anytime someone says something to me, calls me a fat piece of shit or anything like that, it does something to my brain to where I have to fucking go into attack mode. And it is not a healthy thing. Uh, I've tried my best to work on it. Um, But like those insecurities shouldn't be projected on anyone else. Those insecurities should be put out there into the world. I should be man enough that if they do, and they shouldn't, I should not act that way, that when they do, and I realize I'm in the wrong, say you're fucking sorry. Don't wait goddamn six months. I had to wait literally, I think almost nine months now from the last time I hung out with Lily. Maybe it wasn't that long. It was like six, seven probably. But like I had to wait that long to say I'm sorry. And to make things right. And I still didn't say I'm sorry. I th- We both had a mutual agreement to where, like I told you earlier, a point of view and an opinion is not a fact. Like, no matter how much you think about it in your head is a fact. I don't know your situation. You don't know mine. You don't know what's going through my head. I don't know what's going through yours. If we can admit, though, that we don't want that to happen again and we want to do better, that's what it should be. Same thing on me and SJ. She didn't say sorry. I didn't say sorry. We agreed that, hey, we value each other's friendship. We care about each other. This is what bothered me. Let's talk about it like adults. Let's let's do let's do it that way. That talking about it like an adults thing is the way to fucking go. I know a lot of y'all like putting that shit on social media. But if you see somebody that you disagree with, and like, oh, look, I've been guilty of the social media shit. I'm trying to stay the fuck away from it from now on. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be part of it. And I don't want to have fucking nothing to do with it. I'm also not the person that's going to constantly call or text you. If I call you once, you don't pick up, or I text you something sincere and you don't message me back, I'm going to leave it alone until you're ready to talk. Because maybe you're not ready yet. That is a lesson that I'm having to learn. I can't force anyone to be ready to have that conversation. So... Like, if you see somebody out in public, if you see them at a bar and you're in the same room with them and you have an issue with them and you know it's not an issue that you're going to physically fight about, walk up to that person and say, hey, let's have a fucking convo. Let's talk. Let's figure out how we rectify the situation. Let's make it fucking right. That is what grown people are supposed to do. You know, the last time I checked, there's not children out there that have got it all figured out they're not you're gonna make a lot of mistakes as a child you should you should that is how we that's how we learn what to do and what not to do but if you're an adult if you're close to 30 like your brain's not really developed in my opinion until you're in your mid-20s anyway and then it takes even longer than that to figure out what the fuck you want to do and how you're going to go about it the rest of your life but if you're close to 30, yeah, don't be that person that thrives off of drama. Don't be that person that ruins friendships because of pride. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't let your ego get the best of you. Um, one of my buddies, I don't get to talk to him very much anymore because he's so busy, uh, Trey Lewis, he, uh, he laughed one time when he heard one of my shows, and I was like, my ego has an ego. And... The problem with that is, is that ego starts telling you what to fucking do. It it starts telling you how you're supposed to act. 
starts telling you, oh, you're better than this person. Why aren't you getting paid as much as this person? Or you're funnier than this person. Why aren't you getting as many views as this person? Or whatever. And the issue with that is, is maybe you haven't earned your spot there yet. Y'all had to hear me talk about paying your fucking dues. There are some rooms you're not supposed to be in yet. There are a lot of rooms I'm not supposed to be in yet. And the quickest way to get kicked out of those rooms, and I don't mean this like in a particular room for any of you psychopaths out here. I just mean like in general. Like this could be just a group that you're part of, or this could be a job that you're applying for, or anything. Like it could be a million different things. The quickest way to get yourself kicked out of the rooms that you're not supposed to be in yet is by acting like you're supposed to be there. Like you have to to realize there are people around you that had to figure themselves out and go about shit the right way in order to be there. You know, dumb luck is not good enough to be in certain places and to have long-term success. It's not. Like, having a big social media following. You know, there are people around here that to act weird just because I've got like 300,000 people and they'll be like, oh, you're famous. No, fuck, I'm not. I'm someone who figured out how to post a couple fucking videos that got a lot of views. That's it. That's it. An opinion-based fucking thing. Like, it's, there's nothing special about that. There's there's nothing. The, the things that are special about what I do are, you know, I, I still think it's mental health. I think it's, being able to talk to people, working with organizations like Creative Vets, um, are pushing people towards Creative Vets. We've only really played in their golf tournaments um, and made some donations to them, but we've worked with Mission 22. Like, working with them and having people come up and saying, hey, you talking about mental health made me want to go seek mental health treatment. Like, I realized I wasn't alone. I wasn't crazy. That's the rooms that I know I belong in. There are some people that I've got to be buddies with in Nashville. Um, I still don't know why they let me hang out, to be real with you. I don't know why they like me. <laughs> it's, and it's funny to me. But it's even when I go around them, I'm on my P's and Q's because I don't belong there. I don't. I, I, I really don't. I said something stupid the other night to somebody. Um, it wasn't really stupid. But last time I was in Nashville, and this person's a big songwriter. Um, and, like, it was just me telling a story about growing up with my grandpa. And he's like, hold on, I'm making a voice memo. And all this kind of shit. And it's like, trust me, this person would never write with me in a million years. I would never ask to write with this person in a million fucking years. Like, no. It's, but it was just the fact that it's like, you're around these people that that is the way their brain works. That is the way that they think. That is how they are wired, and they've earned the right to cut you off in the middle of a sentence and say, hold on, I'm making a voice memo. Like, that was a great idea. And it wasn't even an idea. It was me telling a fucking story about my life. And I would never, and I thought about that after the fact, I would never, ever ask to be part of something like this if someone asked me to that means that i belong in that room and that's not a room that i'm known for that is that is not at all that is but if somebody wanted me to be part of something i would 
But you have to wait. You have to wait. I didn't ask Live Oak if I could do the show there until Hasten, one of the owners. By the way, Hasten has such a good time with you at Florida. You are the fucking man, brother. Thank you so much for letting us do stuff at Live Oak. Um, like, I had to be asked, like, if, if I thought it was a good idea. And I was like, fuck yeah, I would love to do it here. A year later, we're still doing shows. Um, we actually, I'm going to make the announcement at the end of this one, at the end of this episode, about our October show. Because I think I've got a really good idea, and it's based off of something Gracie asked me. But, like, don't try to get in those rooms before you belong in those rooms. You're just not there yet, but it doesn't mean you're not going to be there one day. And people that try to rush that shit, you're probably going to end up depressed. You're probably going to end up sad. Um, if I looked up at Bunny or Joe Rogan or Theo Vaughn's numbers every day, if I looked and saw what they did every day, I would be fucking depressed. I would because it would be like, oh, I fucking suck. I am failing at life. But then you have to step back and you have to think, like, this is the three-year anniversary of the show. Like, October the 1st is the first episode we ever put out in 2020. And, wait, is it 2020 or 2021? Anyway, I can't remember. It's one of the two. But this is the three-year anniversary of the show. And if I didn't look at people's numbers from from their first three years in, I would be miserable. That's how you have to look at it. And I am comparable to a lot of fucking people that are making millions. But they didn't make fucking millions. They wasn't making a huge difference yet after three years. They were notable. I'm notable. That's how you have to look. Like You you have to take what you're given at the time or take what you've earned. And not push the issue too much. I don't want to. I'm all about faking it till you make it. Now, don't get me wrong. Like you have to make yourself look better. But what's wrong with being where you're at and being okay with where you're at? And that is like part of your growth. That's part of you showing yourself grace for you forgiving yourself for not being where you want to be and being content where you're at. And that's what I want a lot of y'all to focus on as we end this show is it's okay. It's okay that you're not where you want to be. Don't force it. Don't take a square peg and try to put it in a round hole. Don't do that. Don't force it. You're going to be fine. Stay the course. Keep up. Enjoy the fucking process, dude. Or girls, whatever. Enjoy the process. Know that just because you're not where you're wanting to be doesn't mean you're not exactly where you're supposed to be at. A lot of us got to learn lessons the hard way. But as long as you show others forgiveness, you show others grace, you show others that you believe in growth, you're going to be fucking fine. You're going to be better than fine. You're going to become a better human being. You know, you just got to learn little things along the way. And uh, that's that's where I am now, is I'm learning little things along the way to help me be a better person. Every day is a new life lesson, folks. Every day can be a new life lesson. The bad things that are happening to you in your life, they don't have to be bad things. They can be learning experiences. So 
I really hope y'all start to see shit that way. Now, the announcement that I wanted to make, I'm going to make a TikTok here in just a few minutes. But there's two things. One, if you live in the state of Alabama and you do not have plans November 10th and 11th and you have a good social media following and your content is that that I would like, I want you to hit me up because I've got tickets to give away for the weekend for our first big event with um, Backroads Park and Event Venue, uh, Veterans Day weekend, Tristan Baugh, Confederate Railroad on Friday, Ella Langley and Trey Lewis on Saturday. And if you are from that state, we're going to focus on the state of Alabama because that's what it is. It's in your backyard over in Susan Moore, Sneed, Alabama. We are going to focus on people over there. I want to give you some free tickets. And to get a free ticket, all you have to do is make one post about coming to the event, how excited you are, whatever. You can, Literally, I'm not going to tell you to be overly excited. But then we need one video from you while you're there to give your experience, to let us know what you think about Backroads Park and Event Venue. Um and let people know what you think about Tristan Bonk and Federal Railroad and Miss Ella Langley and Trey Lewis. Like, I want y'all to have to do that. So, if you are any of those people, please reach out to me on Instagram at jlterry87. Um, and if I don't get it the first time, don't be one of these people, by the way, real quick. If I don't message you back on Instagram or TikTok or something, don't be a dick about it. It's not that I even, I probably don't even know I got the message. I get a lot of stupid shit sent to me daily. A lot of stupid shit. And I just miss stuff. So, don't be one of those people. If I miss it the first time, please, do it again. Comment on some videos. Comment on some pictures until you get my attention. If I don't know that you're out there, I don't know you're fucking out there. And I don't know to check your messages if I don't know you're fucking out there. Okay? All right. Second thing, October... Let me make sure I got my date right here. I think it's the 11th. October the 11th at Live Oak is in Nashville, Tennessee, is our next uh, Raising Grace rounds. Uh, me and Gracie were listening to the rounds the other day, and my daughter, yeah, October the 11th from 2 to 6. And then our big one to end the year on is November the 8th from 5 to 11. If you ain't been in Nashville before, November the 8th is a good fucking time to come because that lineup is going to be fucking stacked. It is going to be really fucking good. But anyway, me and Gracie were listening to some of the writers' rounds the other day from the past couple months, and Gracie said to me, hey, why isn't there more women on the show? Why isn't there more girls on the show? And as a girl dad, I thought about it, and I was like, Grace, I don't know. Like... I'm not meaning it to be that way. I love female artists. Uh, we had around, I think, in August with Fair and Rachel's and Jenna Master and Miss um, and Miss Sarah. That was so Sarah Allison Turner. Before I get in trouble for not saying her whole name, was so badass. So I think, in honor of my daughter, uh, and I might even have Gracie come help host it if her beach trip gets canceled. But October the 11th, I think I'm going to do an all-female round. All-female for four hours. You don't have to be traditional country. I just have to like your voice. So you should message me on Instagram 
JL Terry 87. Send me some of your videos. Add me. All that good shit. Follow me. Um, and I'm going to give this about a week to see how it pans out. If it doesn't pan out to where we have enough female artists to cover those four hours, then, yeah, we'll add some other people. But I'm a girl dad. I want my daughter to be proud of what I do, and I want her to know that she can do anything in the fucking world. And if that means putting more female artists on the show, I will do it. I don't mind. Like I want Gracie to be able to know if she decides, hey, I want to be a songwriter. I want to be a singer one day. I want her to be like, fuck yeah, let's go. There are women out there, and there are a lot of women out there. Um, on the last one we did, I think, who who all do we have that was female? I think we just had Allie Colleen. Uh, and Allie fucking smoked that show. If you don't listen to Allie Colleen, you are fucking, you need to be. But I want Gracie to know this isn't just a man's world. This is our world. And that's why I want to put this on like this. I think it'll be cool. I think that she will fucking enjoy it. I think it'll be one that everybody enjoys. Um, you know, I don't want it to be that what I'm putting on is just a boys club because it's not. I've said from the very beginning, uh, there's a reason why it's called Raising Grace Studios, Raising Grace Rounds, all this kind of stuff. I'm trying to set something up for Gracie. Um, she doesn't know it yet. She's still a kid. Little asshole turns 12 tomorrow. And, uh, she's just, I want her to know she can do fucking anything. So if you are a female artist, please message me on Instagram at JLTerry87, all female round. Um, and I, like I said, I'm going to give it a week. And if it pans out, fucking awesome. And if it don't, we'll add some dudes on there. I want to give more women a chance on the show because Gracie brought it to, to light. Really? I just don't see it that way. I think that if you're a good performer, you're a good performer. I don't really care if you're a man or a woman or whoever. You can be a fucking trans. I don't care. Don't really give a shit. If you are a good person, if you're a good performer and I like your music, I want you on the show. It doesn't bother me. So I think this would be doing something cool to show that, hey, we love women artists around here. Please bring your ass out to the show. And, you know, we'd love to have you be part of it. All right, folks, I'm getting the fuck out of here, but y'all do me a favor. Please remember, we are going to be giving away $500. Um, all you got to do is go order one shirt from thejoshterrypodcast.com. That's it. One shirt. One damn shirt gets you a chance to win $500. And we were going to do it in two weeks, but I can't go live no more. Live is boring as fuck to me, so we haven't sold as many as we needed to yet. So I'm hoping after you guys listen to this, You'll go buy one. It's the Josh Terry Podcast.com. It doesn't matter what shirt. Doesn't matter what shirt it is. Order one of them. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. I'm finna get out of here. Just remember show grace, believe in growth, and don't be scared to forgive. I love you guys. I will see you later.